Hello and welcome to Women of Substance. I am so excited today because I get to teach and I really enjoy doing this and I hope you enjoy hearing the Word of God. It's just so good. It builds us up. It gives us an inheritance in Christ Jesus. And you know, the Word is so powerful. I think sometimes we forget the power in the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. When it's planted in us, it makes so many things happen on the inside of us. It changes us. It renews our mind. And uh, thank God for his word that even brings healing power when it's planted and uh, prosperity, peace, joy. Hallelujah. All those wonderful things that uh, the Lord wants you to have and wants you to walk in. So just get ready today. Open up your heart and your mind to the word. And we're going to talk about Mary Magdalene. I think she's so interesting. Um, and then, you know, and just uh, researching some of this and looking into some of this and even talking to some friends, um, I found out some things that I hadn't really thought of before. So I hope that you gain some new information and even revelation uh, of her and um, her role. And uh, really, she was in all four Gospels uh, mentioned 12 times. And that's more than uh, any other woman besides uh, Jesus' family, of course. And, and so uh, really a lot, a lot more times than a lot of the disciples even. So uh, I think that um, the Lord wants to say something about her to us. So we're going to start in Luke chapter 8. And um, I want to read this first. I think this is so powerful. Really, it's in a lot of my teaching, Luke chapter 8, verse 1. Um, the Bible says here, and it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God and the 12 were with him. So we see uh, Jesus, you know, he did do miracles. He did wonderful miracles of all of all sorts, but he also went into every city and village preaching and uh, some places it even says, you know, that he was teaching the word, preaching the word and showing glad tidings of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is full of glad tidings. It's good news. And so we see the 12 were with him, the disciples. Now look at verse two. And certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. And Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, I, I laugh about her name, you know, being maybe from Alabama, Susanna, we don't know. And many others which ministered unto him of their substance. Um, so we see these women are mentioned here that traveled with the Lord and also supported his ministry financially. Um, in the Amplified, it says, who ministered to and provided for him and them out of their property and personal belongings. One um, translation said that they gave of their own resources to support his ministry. So these women had money. They were wealthy women. And Mary Magdalene is listed as one of those who traveled and also gave financially to support the ministry here. Um, this is the, really the only recorded part of people giving to the ministry of Jesus. And 
think about it, it was all women here mentioned. And it says that uh, there's there was uh, Mary Magdalene, there was Joanna, Susanna, and many others. Now, I think that if they could support the ministry uh, with their resources, we as women can continue that and support the ministry. Women naturally, I think, are generous and givers to the to the churches and to um, the evangelistic field. Uh, I know some of our greatest partners are women, and uh, they give generously to our ministry, which we appreciate so much. And I think, you know, even in the local church, I've pastored for over 40 years, and I've seen uh, giving the giving, the tithes, the offerings. And it's interesting how many women are uh, are givers, and they give very, very uh, generously. And so, and, you know, sometimes the husbands are saying, you shouldn't give that much money or whatever. And they do anyway. They're so bold in their giving. And, and what, you know, we always say, you, you can't outgive God. He's going to bless you back. So there's no fear there. Um, we should have our mind renewed to seed time and harvest because the harvest is coming when you sow the seed. So here we see these women. Now, um, Mary called Magdalene. Uh, we know that uh, she was probably from Magdala, that um, western part of the Sea of Galilee, kind of a fishing village. And uh, that's why they distinguish her and called her Magdalene. Um, we know that Mary was a very uh, common name then, popular name. And so um, there was, of course, the Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Mary of Bethany. And then we see Mary Magdalene. But it says, out of whom went seven devils. The Amplified says seven demons were had been expelled. <laughs> now, I asked God one time, I said, why in the world would you put that after her name that she had seven devils? And that would be a little bit embarrassing, wouldn't it? Just to even have that going on in your life, but then have it recorded. And it's a, it's it's again recorded in Mark chapter sixteen, um, Mary Magdalene of whom went out seven devils. So it's twice that it's said like that. And I just thought, why would you do that? I know you don't embarrass people. I know the Holy Spirit doesn't embarrass people, but that would be a little embarrassing to me. And um, so he spoke to me and he said, I want women to know that no matter what their background is, no matter what they think they've done wrong or had, you know, any involvement with any kind of demonic forces uh, or open the door to whatever in their past lives or even in their present lives, sometimes we get into stuff, you know, that they're forgiven and that they can be used so mightily of God and that Jesus loves them no matter how many devils they've had or demonic uh, activity or even around them. Jesus loves you. He wants you in his life. He wants his life in you. And he wants um, to uh, promote you and encourage you and really be um, everything you need. And um, Mary evidently was very um, grateful to the Lord because she stayed with him. She's she, you know, right here, these women traveled, they supported. She was there at the very last moment of his life on the earth when he was crucified. Um, 
she was there first at the tomb. Um, uh, and we'll read that in, in just a moment. But um, she, you know, witnessed all these things and stayed with him, stayed faithful to him. And I know that uh, it's easy to get started with uh, a ministry or a church, you know, get really excited and enthusiastic. You know, we joined a church and we're going every Sunday. And and then through the years, sometimes people really back off and for one reason or another decide, well, you know, it's not all that important to go and uh, kind of lay low and get out from really being fed or being uh, there to worship the Lord and to uh, not only uh, glean from the word of God and the, the spiritual praise and worship, but also they separate themselves from the body of Christ, which we know uh, can really bring uh, weakness into your life um, and a deficit of what God wants. He wants you powerful, powerful. He wants you bold. He wants you alive and and vibrant. And so I think that it's so important to stay connected, stay connected to the body of Christ, stay connected to the Lord Jesus. And of course, we can do that. One way is through our local churches and um, ministries. Praise God. So uh, we see that um, Mary was just a follower. I mean, she was a close follower of the Lord. Anytime that her name is recorded in a group of people, it's first. And so that we see it, uh, it stands out. And she was there. She was there. Um, so let's look at Mark chapter 16. I mentioned this a while ago. I want you to see it. Mark chapter 16. And um, we'll read a little bit here. And you can read the whole chapter later. I won't go into all that. But let's just read a little bit. Um, Mark chapter 16. Look at verse 9. Now, when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. Now, the interesting part about this is um, when you see Jesus casting out devils out of people uh, throughout the word, the New Testament, of course, the Gospels, you see um, mostly uh, kind of a psychological type of um, recovery. Uh, like the mad man of Gadara, you see, it was an unclean spirit. He was naked, uh, just uh, screaming. He was, uh, they tried to bind him with chains and he was supernaturally strong. So the chains didn't bind him. He was cutting himself with stones, uh, very self-destructive. So you can see the mental illness, the psychological illness that he carried. Uh, with that demonic possession. And when Jesus casts legion, the devil, out of him, we know that they went into the pigs and 2,000 pigs were killed. That's how powerful demonic forces were in his life. And he then was peaceful. He was clothed and he was in his right mind. Isn't that interesting? And the so the people were afraid of him. I thought I would be afraid of him before, not afterward. But they couldn't believe the change in this man after the demons 
were cast out of him. We do know the woman uh, that was bowed over 18 years uh, that Jesus uh, spoke to her and said, that's a spirit of infirmity. And when uh, he dealt with that demon, then she was made straight. So uh, these examples and others, you don't really see uh, sexual sin in uh, in in those examples of Jesus casting the devil out of people. So I, I don't think that Mary Magdalene was in sex sin. I don't think she was necessarily a prostitute and all that that she's made out to be. I think it was more of probably a recovery um, emotionally, mentally, or even physically for her. It was it was uh, a dramatic um, uh, recovery, though, because it made such a tremendous change in her life. And uh, so we thank God for that. But I think lust is flesh and sexual sin is a lot of times lust of the flesh. So uh, what what do you do about that? Well, you can't you can't cast out flesh. (laughs) You have to renew your mind to the word of God. You have to stay strong in Christ. And when you're strong spiritually and when you're renewing your mind in the word of God and staying connected to the Lord connected to your the body of Christ, connected to church, you're going to be able then to overcome uh, the lust of the flesh and the things that go along with that. So anyway, um, I believe that um, we see with when this uh, tremendous uh, deliverance took place in her life that she was, uh, I think, um, tremendously grateful and also became a strong follower of the Lord. So then it goes on to say, verse 10, and she went and told them that had been with him, and they mourned and wept. And they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. (laughs) He didn't believe her. Now, back then, women really couldn't testify in court. They were uh, looked upon as not credible witnesses. And I love the fact that she was the first one at the tomb because it just shows that Jesus really freed women for, from so much stigma. Um, he, uh, uh, you know, throughout his walk, did, did so many amazing things for women and elevated women. And it still does that today. He loves women. Um, but we see that they didn't believe her. And after that, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And you know, of course, that story. Uh, Let's look also at, um, let's look at Matthew chapter 27 and read from there a little bit. Matthew chapter 27. And then uh, we'll start at verse 56, among which was Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph and the mother of Zebedee's children. And when the evening was come, there came a rich man. Aren't you glad for rich people that can help you? (laughs) And you know what? You can be one of those rich people because the Bible says that Jesus became poor so that you might be made rich. And if you have trouble with that, just start reading the word, seeing uh, the blessing of the Lord, and then start saying, 
Call those things that be not as though they were. Start saying, I'm a rich person in Christ Jesus. And, uh, you know, the more money you have and the more resources you have, the bigger blessing that you can be to mankind. And, you know, I know money's not everything. I understand that. But it is such a blessing to help people financially. It's such a blessing to be able to buy someone a car that needs one desperately or give them a house to live in or, uh, you know, feed them or clothe them or, uh, you know, help in whatever way you can. And it's hard to do that if you don't have any money, if you don't have any resources. But God has made a way through Jesus Christ that we can receive the blessing, the empowerment to prosper. And we, we shouldn't shy away from that and say, well, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil. Well, you don't have, you know, poor people love money sometimes. <laughs> so you don't have to be rich to love money. I mean, you can be really poor and love money. The The attitude is that we are to love God more than anything and to love God with our money and to love people with our money. So to be generous and uh, not greedy or covetous. Anyway, that's a whole nother subject. But I am pointing out to you today that these women were wealthy women. And that's okay. In fact, that's what God wants you to to be. He uh, said, let the Lord be magnified. He said for us to say this, let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Um, I think about Mary Mary of Bethany. That's one of the other Marys. And she had that alabaster box that she broke and anointed the Lord with that oil. And boy, that didn't go over so well with some. They said, you could have sold that. It's so expensive. You could have given that to the poor. Of course, the ringleader was Judas, the uh, accountant, the treasurer of Jesus, who was stealing from him. Um, isn't that amazing that Jesus had an accountant that was stealing from him and he still didn't have any financial problems? <laughs> That's prosperity, praise God. Anyway, uh, it's always the one that has a problem with money that criticizes what you do with your <laughs> with your money. But Jesus said that uh, that was so important that she did that. Um, my point being, where did she get the expensive oil? Well, she was a wealthy woman, praise God. And um, we need to look at these things because they, it will inspire us to believe God for every blessing that he has given us through Jesus Christ. Now, verse 56, among which was Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, Joseph, and the mother uh, of the Zebedee children. And when the evening was come, there came a rich man, um, and his name was Joseph, and also himself with Jesus's disciple. He went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus and Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in clean linen cloth and laid it in the, uh, his own new tomb, which he had hewn out in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. And there was Mary Magdalene and the other Mary sitting over against the, the sepulcher. They didn't leave. And now the next day that followed, the day of preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together into Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that the deceiver said, 
while he was yet alive after three days, I will rise again. Command, therefore, the sepulcher to be made into the third day, lest his disciples uh, be uh, by night, steal him away and say unto the people that he's risen from the dead. So the last error shall be worse than the first. Pilate said unto them, you have a watch, go your way and make it as sure as you can. In other words, secure it with this with the soldiers. So they went and made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. I think they fell out under the power of God because have you ever seen a dead man standing up? Probably not. (laughs) But these were made and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear ye not, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. This angel said, He's not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he's risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. And so... Uh, they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples word. And uh, so praise God. Then you see Jesus appearing to them. Um, the doors were shut. So he just came in, just manifested himself in that room. So awesome. Um, and then we won't read the rest of this chapter for, for lack of time here. But praise God. Isn't that amazing? The things that uh, Mary Magdalene witnessed. And uh, we're going to read one more account here and then uh, we'll pray and let you go. But John chapter 20, I want you to see this. Verse one, the first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark unto the sepulcher and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. She was the first one there. And then uh, she ran, And saw Simon Peter and the other disciples whom Jesus loved and said unto them, they have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth and that other disciple and came to the sepulcher so that they ran both together and the other disciples did outrun outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. And then he was stooping down and looking in and saw the linen clothes lying yet went he not in then cometh simon peter following him and went into the sepulchre and seeth the linen clothes lie and the napkin that was about his head not lying with the linen clothes but wrapped together in a place all by itself then went in also that other disciple which came first to the sepulchre and he saw and believed for as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again into their own home, but Mary stood without at the sepulcher weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher. 
and seeth two angels in white sitting. Now, isn't this great? She's sitting there. She looks down into the tomb and she sees two angels. The other, let's see, the one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. And they said unto her, woman, why weepest thou? And she said unto them, because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus said unto her, woman, why weepest thou? Why seekest thou? She, supposing he was the gardener, said unto him, sir, if thou had borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said unto her, Mary. And when he said her name, she turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my brethren and your father to uh, and to my God and your God. Isn't that interesting? He sent her, a woman, to go, really preach the gospel, to say Jesus has risen from the dead. And um, some people have called her an apostle to the apostles. I like that. First preacher, first uh declarer of Jesus's resurrection, a woman. Now think about that. It's awesome, isn't it? And people say women shouldn't preach. And here's Jesus telling her, go preach, go tell them, proclaim what's happened. Verse 18, and Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. And then, of course, we see when the evening come, the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled and Jesus came and stood in the midst of them and said, peace be unto you. Praise God. Always. He's the Prince of Peace, always bringing peace wherever he is. And thank God today, hopefully he's in your heart because you've asked him to be your savior and your Lord. If you haven't, today's the day that you should just simply pray a prayer, asking him to be Lord of your life. And thank God he forgives all sin and um, that you can be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus today, declaring his lordship over your life. Praise God. But because of that, we have him, the king of glory, on the inside of us. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. And I believe that we're going to take uh, this uh uh, dedication and determination that Mary had to follow him, to daily uh, be aware of the Lord Jesus Christ, of his power in our lives and what he's done for us through his death, his burial, and his resurrection, that he now has taken our lives and made us new, brand new, a new creature in Christ Jesus, and because of that, we are seated together with him today in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So uh, be encouraged today by this wonderful woman of God um, and her uh, uh, leadership in, in those times where women 
probably weren't looked upon as leaders, but she she was an amazing woman at that time, following him, supporting him, and uh, there at just crucial times in his life and ministry. Praise God. Well, let me pray for you before we go. And uh, until next time, we would just believe the Holy Spirit's working in you. Father, I thank you for each one listening. I ask you now to bless them, to empower, to inspire, and um, just give them a hope and faith today, Lord, that they can find and fulfill your will for their life, that nothing can stop them, no matter how uh, huge the situation or circumstances seem. You are a greater God. You are a bigger God. And because of that, they can overcome all things through Christ Jesus. So I thank you, Lord, that they're um, just uh, blessed today and helped in every way. If they're sick, Lord, I thank you that you take sickness from the midst of them, that they are totally healed by your power this very hour in Jesus' name. If their financial needs, we claim those needs met, for you meet all of our needs according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And we call in the finances. We thank you, Lord. The angels are moving now to cause that to happen. The devil is bound off their life in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, today. You just pour out your peace in their hearts and their minds and uh, know that they know you and that they know that you give them rest when you come, when they come to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Thank you again for joining us. And I just want to let you know that these Women of Substance podcasts are the first and third Fridays of every month. So we do two a month just to encourage and empower you and inspire you. Tell other people about them when you listen to them and it means something to you. Let some other people know about it because we really want to get the word into women's hearts that they are significant, they're important to God, and they can do what he's called them to do. If you would like to donate to Women of Substance podcast, uh, we appreciate your support because it does cost finances to get these done. And we uh, appreciate any support. Uh, We've had probably about 30,000 listeners. And uh, it's just so exciting to hear people tell me, Scarlett, I, I heard this interview or I heard your teaching on this and it really helped me. It, it brought me to a place of faith when I was struggling or, you know, a situation that um, it, it got me through that situation. So um, if you would like to contribute also, you can do that by going to scarlethorton.com. Also, if you need prayer, uh, we would love for you to write prayer requests. We love to pray, and we love to pray for any needs that you have at office at scarlethorton.com. Also, contact us. We have a Grace and Faith magazine that we put out usually once a quarter, and it gives information about Horton Ministries. My husband, David Horton, and I travel overseas a lot. We give reports of where we've been and 
the many people that have gotten saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, the miracles that God does. And I know that you would love to read that magazine as well. So let us know if you'd like it. And then we want to invite you, if you're in the Tampa Bay area on vacation, or maybe you live down here and you didn't know that there is a Word of Faith Grace Church called Grace Harvest Church, and it's in holiday and uh, we would love to have you come. We have services uh, Sunday morning at 10 and Wednesday night at 7. So I know that you would love our church. Then also on our website, we have a lot of faith building resources. David has written some books and I've written a book and a workbook. And then we have some new books coming out very soon. So uh, these resources would help you. And they're uh, scarlethorton.com. And you can go on and see those if you would like to purchase those. And then if you would like to book us for an event, any kind of conventions or conferences, we love to minister and travel and preach as well. So uh, we'd love to do that. Again, if you need prayer, don't hesitate. We know God hears and answers prayer. God bless you.